Welcome to Everyday Wellness. I'm Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my colleague, Cynthia Thurlow. I'm a nurse practitioner, and we are both super passionate about food, here to educate, inspire, and advocate for you for your best health. Hey, hey, wanted to come to you today and talk to you about some of the things that Kelly and I are really loving these days. And one of them are the Dry Farm Wines. And I'm not sure how much you know about this company, but what really makes them different and unique is that they are sourcing wines from organic vineyards where there are low to no sugar or carbs. And interestingly enough, most modern wines have more sugar than a liter of soda. Scary, right? They're lower in alcohol, they're lower in sulfites, and sulfites are kind of those things that can cause a lot of uh, symptoms. You know, sometimes people will get headaches and histamine responses, etc. They are one of our sponsors for our podcast, and we'd love for you to take advantage of trying out some of their wines. They have lots of options. I love their rosés, but you can go to www.dryfarmwines.com backslash Cynthia Thurlow and you can check out what they have there and try some things out and definitely let us know what you think. Hey, today we have Natalie Jill, who is a fat loss expert and turned high performance coach who helps women age in reverse, which I love and level up their lives. At age 48, she herself has rebuilt and created everything from nothing three times over. She is gifted at helping women uncover what is holding them back from results and guiding them to uncover and then master their true passion and callings for a life that thrives. In the process, Natalie Jill has created a globally recognized brand with well over 2.5 million social media followers worldwide, two best-selling books, recognition from Forbes, and greatest several times running as one of the top health and wellness influencers in the world. And she recently released her newest book, Aging in Reverse, which is something I think all of us endeavor to um, embrace. And she is the creator and host of the top ranking podcast, Leveling Up, Creating Everything from Nothing. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you here. And we'd love to start with your story. So yeah. can you take us back a ways? And we know that you had an injury, a pretty significant back injury. So can you tell us how that played into your story and impacted the direction that your life went? Yeah. So I, I have a lot of stories. So I don't know how far back, how far back you want me to go. Um, but I, I'll, I'll start like way back because that, that'll all tie in and make like a little bit more sense. So a little over a decade ago, I had just had my daughter and I, at that time, um, I was a very different person. I was working in corporate America and I was not doing anything with health, fitness, anything online. I didn't know how to do anything online. Uh, Facebook had just started. Uh, people were just starting to figure out what Facebook was and that was a whole new world to me, but I just had my daughter and what was going on at this time, it was 2008, 2009. I don't know if you remember what was happening then, but we had a major um, economic crash going on. Housing market had changed. Employment had changed. A lot was happening. And I was right in the middle of that whole fire because I was not only getting a divorce and a recently new mom is going to be a new single mom, uh, but I also was having my losing my house. I couldn't afford my house any longer. Um, the way that the market had changed, the decisions that we had made, I was in over my head for the first time in my life. And it was a unique situation for me because I had literally never been in debt in my life. And I had never, 
I was always doing the check the things off the box. <laughs> like I, I went to college, I got married, I was pregnant with my kid, I had the two dogs, lived in the nice house. I was doing all the things I was supposed to do. And all of a sudden, everything was changing for me. And um, the reason I bring this up is at that time, I was such a different person and I was really scared and felt really alone because I felt like I had no one to talk to because to me, I had built this specific avatar of a life that everyone expected from me. And the story I made up was that if I share anything I'm going through, people won't like me anymore and it won't, it won't make sense. So I, I had this, this huge complex happening in my own world of feeling really alone, feeling really depressed, feeling scared, not knowing what I was going to do. And to top all things off, I knew that my job, which was in corporate, I was going to have to make a change because it required full-time travel. And here I was a new single mom and I didn't know how to make that work. So it was like a midlife crisis before midlife. <laughs> so that's what was happening. <laughs> so, so the reason I share that is so many times women will reach out and say, oh gosh, but you've been doing this forever. Or they think things just came natural to me. Like, no, I reinvented myself a decade ago and I, I did it by starting with just creating a vision of what I wanted for myself. Like, what is it I want to feel because it's not this. And I started with that and I knew that the one thing I could control was what I was eating and what I was doing with my body. So I started with that and I shared it on Facebook um, with my hundred high school friends and said, you know, hey, I'm in this rough spot right now. I can control my body. I'm gonna start focusing on what I'm eating, what I'm doing. I'm gonna share it here for my own accountability. And what's amazing is that attracted a lot of people because they wanted to know, because I was being vulnerable and authentic before people even know what those words meant. You know, like now it's this marketing. Yeah. Yeah. So people followed along and my whole brand was born from that. Like I became this well-known fitness expert and fat loss expert, but it's, it really came out of my own transformation then and being real and sharing and people followed. And that's what brought me to where I am now, if you were to Google my name and you see fitness, nutrition, fat loss, all this stuff, that all happened because of those, those days, because of those days. And then I could jump into my backstory, but I wanted to give you that background, um, that background first. No, but it's really helpful because how many people go through rough times in their lives and they're, they're looking for inspiration or they're feeling so overwhelmed, they don't even know where to start. And it sounds like for you, you just dug deep and you were like, okay, I'm going to start with one thing. And then that overflows into everything else in your life. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have a grand plan. I didn't know what I was going to turn into or be. I just knew that I was in a situation now and I needed to get out of it. And I, I had a vision for something better. And I literally, I have, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at a vision board. I have a vision board in front of me right now, but that's the very first thing I started with was creating a vision board because I didn't even know what it felt like to be happy at that time. And I thought, well, let me just make a vision board. And if I stare at those pictures and I ask myself those questions every day, like, hey, what would the girl living on that board, what would she do? Who would she talk to? What would she eat? What would she, if I kept doing that, I knew that I had to become that. And that's literally how I started it all. Now, was that um, the concept of a vision board? Was that something that you learned in your, you know, kind of your professional life? Was that, you know, a con? No, you just kind nope. of pulled that I, together. I think in my depression, I turned on Oprah and I believe she's talking about the secret. <laughs> and I heard about a vision board was for the first time and I just did it. It wasn't my original idea at all. But what's funny is even now with all my programs, everyone I work with, whether it's in fat loss, nutrition, or it's in business coaching, whatever, who, anyone I'm working with, I come back to vision. Like we need to create a vision because that's the step that so many people skip. They just say, I want to be happy. I don't want what I have right now, but they don't have a vision of what they want. And if you don't know that you're going to spin wheels, you have to know where you're headed. 
And I love that you were able to use that vision to create a new identity. And then you started with being the new identity. We now know that it's be, do, have, not yeah. some other configuration of those things. Totally. So you were definitely, it sounds like you were definitely being that person you wanted to become, even though you weren't her yet. Yeah. It's really the modern day version of act as if, you know, we've all heard act yeah. as if, and you really, you're, you have to force your brain. You know, we have an, an average of 60,000 thoughts a day, random thoughts that pop in our head. And most of them are not empowering, encouraging, you know, amazing. They're, mm -hmm. they're typically negative thoughts that want to drag us down and really mess with our egos and our heads. And you have to trick it. And the only way to do that is to act as if you're a different situation. And that's what helps to change things. So right. I, I believe that fully. And it's something that I come back to, you know, even now I've had, I've had so many stories and so many failures and so many having to pivots. And it always comes back to that's the formula to get you out of that or to get me out of that. Well, I love that that's a formula that you know that works for you because it sounds like you've had to apply it since then as well, since that Many time. times. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the pain story and the backstory? Because I think a lot of our clients also struggle with some sort of physical pain. Totally. So I, I do believe that everything in our life happens for us and it, it, we're here to learn. I, that's my belief that we're, everything's a journey. Nothing's happening to us. It's always happening for us. Mm -hmm. So just like that happened for me, 10, 12 years ago, which pivoted me into a whole different direction. Um, I also know that things were changing in my business. Um, and the more people I hired, the bigger I got, the more programs I had, the more I started feeling not so happy anymore and feeling like I'm off purpose. And this happened a few years ago where here I'm looked at this, this fitness, fat loss, nutrition expert, and I was feeling off purpose, just not, something was, was not connecting. And um, when that is coming up for us, we really have to listen to it. And I've learned to really listen to it. But at that time, I, I didn't want to listen to it. It was like, well, I hear this, but this is my business. This is my identity now. So I, I don't want to listen to it. So that's your ego usually talking. And that was what was happening to me. And I had gotten casted for um, a, a video. Uh, and I flew all the way across country to do this. And um, it, there was no reason for me to do it other than my ego. Like, like I didn't need it for my business. I didn't, it was like one of those, they asked me to do it. They're paying well, I'll go do it. And I went to do it and it was nine hours of filming that day. And this is like high intensity workouts, not even the kind of workouts that I typically do. So I was going for nine hours. Now, most women, me included, have some type of degenerative disc as we age. That's just common. You'd see it on MRI. So I had that and I had aches and pains in my back. But I really pushed it that day and I wasn't doing things that I know to do. I wasn't warming up. I wasn't resting. I wasn't high. I wasn't doing anything I know to do. And I felt this really, really bad back pain and I just kept ignoring it. Like, okay, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. It's in my head. I just kept pushing myself. And I didn't know until later that I had actually ruptured a disc and I just oh knew gosh. I was in massive pain and I was really trying to ignore the pain. And what happened was I woke up the next morning and my back had stopped hurting, but all of a sudden I felt this pain in my piriformis and I was really strange and I got out of bed and my right leg wasn't working. Like it felt like it was completely asleep and I wasn't working. And I was tripping over my right leg and I was like, what is going on? And I didn't put it together. I didn't know what I had done. Um, so I didn't think it was like urgent or emergency. I just thought, okay, maybe it wasn't my back yesterday. Maybe I have piriformis syndrome. I didn't, I didn't know what to think, but I got myself back to California and my husband saw something's clearly wrong. And we texted a friend of mine that's an orthopedic surgeon. And he said, you need to get an MRI right now. And, um, 
next thing you know, I was in emergency surgery, like a couple of days later, I had basically okay. ruptured a disc. It was completely impinging on my spinal cord. It was wrapped around, um, a ton of nerves and basically cutting off all circulation, cutting oh off gosh. everything in my right leg. And he said, if I waited and don't have a surgery to remove what had ruptured, that I would have permanent, uh, loss of use in my right leg. And that oh I didn't gosh. want that, that. So urgent surgery. But even in those moments, what was coming up for me initially is the ego. Well, I can't tell my audience this. I can't, how am I going to be a fitness expert? I feel fake. Like how did I, like that was all coming up for me. And I wanted to hide from that, but instead I leaned into it and shared and it was, it was a good thing to do. And it's, it had me dive a lot deeper into what I teach, what I practice, um, I took foods to a whole nother level after that, uh, how I eat, uh, how I'm going to combat inflammation and pain. I changed how I do my workouts. I changed so much because of that. And I learned again that I have to walk through that and share. And even now today, as I'm talking to you, I'm literally sitting with a heating pad on my back because it's an ongoing thing that I deal with now um, that's changed me. But I've again, walked through it, not let it stop me, uh, but I've walked through it. It's been part of my journey. I think it's amazing. And, and I, I recognize how hard it is to share those moments, especially when you've got, you know, a, a growing business, a thriving business. Uh, but oftentimes we our, our greatest challenges become our greatest teachers, which become our greatest mm -hmm. gifts. And so that certainly True. sounds like that has been, you know, pivotal for you. I would love for you to share, you know, with our listeners, you know, you mentioned some of the foods that you have now incorporated, mm -hmm. how you changed your diet, some of the things that you've done nutritionally, because I know yeah. we have so many people that suffer from, you know, chronic and acute pain issues. Totally. And I also think this happened for me because so I would understand that with other people, because I would countless times hear women say, well, if I could only work out, I have these ailments and I, I, I kind of got it, but I didn't really get it. Mm -hmm. Now I get it. Like I have a lot, I have no disc between L5 and S1, like zero disc oh there. Gosh. And in, and where it's coming together, I have nerve in there. So I've got a whole host of issues going on there. But what I do know is when I go to the gym and I move my body and I walk and I work through it, I feel a million times better. So what I want women to know with that is I'm not saying to disregard your doctor's advice. I'm saying my doctor has cleared me to work out. Like I'm not going to make it worse. So for me to not go because of the pain when I'm cleared to do it is a bad mistake because mm -hmm. that just keeps the pain cycle even worse. And there mm -hmm. is a pain cycle because if you stay stuck in the story of your pain and now you don't move your body, so that makes it worse. And then you eat foods that are going to make it worse. And then you get lazy and you're laying around. So it's, it becomes a cycle and it becomes your identity. So you, it's you, choosing to force yourself out of that. So moving your body is big. But then as far as the foods, I always taught eating an unprocessed natural food diet. But what I up-leveled is really digging into what creates inflammation and what counters inflammation. And that required removing certain foods and then adding a lot of some in. So things I've removed. And I, when I say this, I'm not going to say it as a black and white absolute 100% of the time. I would feel amazing if I did it hundred percent of the time, but I'm, but I am human. Um, but so, but no dairy, no grains, no refined sugar. I mean, really it's as basic as that. And, um, people can argue with me all they want about, they think dairy and grains are healthy, but they cause inflammation period. End of story. They do. And until if you're in pain, take them out of your diet for 10 days and see how you feel because it changes everything. Unprocessing your diet is level one. That's amazing. And balancing proteins, carbs, and fats, 
But that level two of removing those things is a world of difference. I'm a level nine or 10 pain when I'm including dairy in my diet. I remove oh it. I go down to like a level three. So it doesn't mean I never have pizza. I, I'm human. I'll have a gluten-free pizza and then I pay for it for several days. So, I, so it's just a reminder and I know that that's what it's doing. And the other side of the coin is there's so many foods in nature that help with pain and inflammation and help us thrive and feel our best selves. And we need to up and include a lot more of those like vegetables. Like there's, I, I even feel, even though I'm munching on vegetables all the time, that I could eat more. Like just getting those foods in, my whole book, Aging in Reverse, really dives into using masses, massive amounts of vegetables and even some fruits because those things do help us heal. It sounds like you discovered how to age in reverse through your pain journey before you even wrote the book, Aging in Reverse. So Aging in Reverse to me, and I have a whole community um, called Aging in Reverse too, by the way. It's a whole membership community. Um, it's not literally just about your physical appearance and what we look like, although that's what a lot of people will come to me for. They want to look younger. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's about actually being younger and making decisions from a place of being more youthful and young and I'll explain what that means. But you, if you think of a kid, um, any, think of a little girl, I mean, typically playing at the beach. I mean, they exude comp, their confidence. They're not worried about someone looking at their butt and what they're, and judging them. They're very <laughs> present. They're mm -hmm. having fun. They're playing. They're free. They're in the moment. There's no sense of time. They're not worrying. And that to me is aging in reverse. And I think that that's what really helps women in middle age thrive and also look younger. You know, people are constantly shocked by my age. I say I'm 48 and they're like, you don't look 48. And I always think, well, what's 48 supposed to look like? Because to <laughs> me, that's what this is. But what was aging me is not being all those things. So you, mm -hmm. you mentioned the be do have model, but we have to be those things if we want to embrace that. And you can, I'm sure think of women right now or anyone listening could think of somebody they know that is older than them that looks very youthful and they're thriving. Like I, I always think of one of my good friends, how she's about 15 years older than me. And she's always like surfing and present and fun. And it makes her youthful. It makes her amazing. And that's part of aging in reverse. You know, I can't, I, countless times I can think of being at the beach and instead of going and jumping and playing in the water, I'm worried about, because I got my hair blow dried the other day and I don't want to mess it up <laughs> or my eyelash might come off or my spray tan's going to fade. I mean, that to me is not living, but that's what's happening to us. As women, we're so concerned with the outward appearance and what's happening and what people are thinking of us and the judgment that we're not actually thriving and playing and living. And I see these, these two extremes of women. It's either that, like the control, I'm going to control everything and they're not actually living and having fun. Or it's the other extreme where like, I don't care. And then they judge everyone that cares. <laughs> so it's like, neither one is happy. That's true. And, you know, I, I think having gone through my own, you know, health uh, hiccup earlier this year is really reinvested. And I was saying this to Kelly the other day, my interests have gotten smaller. Uh, who I spend time with has gotten smaller and how incrementally the one thing that has really been a huge theme is to be afraid of nothing. There's nothing that scares me anymore. After almost dying, nothing scares me. Yeah. But what it comes back to is when you talk about those themes, having fun, trying new things, you know, if we really want to thrive as we are chronologically mm -hmm. getting older, we have to embrace like letting go. I mean, that's really oh my that gosh. concept of surrender. I mean, Did you know, let's just check this out. Can you see that? Oh my and gosh. That's amazing. It says surrender. I literally yeah. got it tattooed on my arm on um, wow. my birthday this year for that reason. That's, Cause I wanted to remember that word. 
Yeah, no, it, it's, that's been like my word of the year, but I think that we have to surrender and it's not the physical surrender. It's the emotional, it's the philosophical, it's the spiritual surrender that is so critical to us living our best lives. It's so true. And I've, I literally tattooed it on my right arm. So I would not go a day without seeing it. I pick up a pen, I pick up, I'm driving every, every time, everywhere I can see that word because I, as so many women in middle age and beyond, deal with this issue of control. Like we want to control everything and it's making us sick and unhealthy and we're not living and thriving with that. The opposite of that, that freedom is in surrender. And I know it um, in my head, logically, I don't practice it enough. So I tattooed it to remind me (laughs) that I have to surrender. I have to, because it's, that is the living and that's what we're here for. And, you know, I I went back, go back to that example on the beach. I was with a bunch of friends, um, at the beach uh, about a year ago. And I remember uh, there was a whole bunch, there was 20 of us and we were messing around and we all like literally challenged ourselves to go jump in the ocean um, right then, either in our underwear or just run in. <laughs> and I remember having those thoughts like, well, my hair and my, you know, all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But when we did it, it was so fun and so freeing. And I'm like, where did that play go? Like, why, mm. where does that go? Why do we disappear and not do that as an adult? It's crazy. We don't, as a whole, most women don't do that. And I want to bring that back because I can talk all I want to you about what to eat, what to do for your body to look way, even about what to do to your face or like makeup or whatever, but that's not where the the freedom is. Mm -hmm. That's not the secret. It is this idea of play and present and surrendering. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And armrest colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced. And it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, 
exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one, interpreting your data, and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12 month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I've used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. And it sounds like along with that comes a shift in mindset about how you're thinking about how you show up and thinking about yourself in the world. And you have a different take on FAT. Can you tell mm-hmm. us what that acronym stands yeah. for? Yeah. So I've always killed fat for a living. And that used to be the fat on our bodies, which I can still help with that. But it's really what I call false <laughs> assumed truths. It's the false assumed truths. And that's all these things that we've told ourselves that are not true. They're beliefs that we have started to make a fact when they're not a fact. And they're stopping us from living our best lives in the aging universe. Things like I'm too old, or Mm. I have this injury, or I have this diagnosis, or this is the way it is, or no one will like this, or those are all false assumed truths. They're not true. And if we believe they're true, they will be true. And we'll take actions to support that. So the very first thing I have women do when they join my aging and reverse community is I do a 10 day dive with them where we literally look at what are those false assumed truths in every area of your life, because we have to kill those if you want to grow and, and be amazing. What are some of the most common ones that come up for the women in your group? Oh my gosh, so many. I'm too old. That's the big one. I'm too old. It's too late. Like they go back to when I was young. So that's a huge one. They, everyone thinks they're too old. Uh, and I bust that one over all the time because like, um, I don't know if you can see in the back, not everyone can see it. it's a magazine cover. I've had amazing. 13 magazine covers in amazing. my 40s. In my 40s, wow. like no one thought that was possible. My mo- uh, most recent, a couple months ago at 48. So like, that's an example. Like you're, who says you're too old? You're not too old. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is the genetics and the diagnosis are, are always a mm-hmm. big one. Like I'm genetically this, like, no, you're, you're believing you're that. Or my doctor told me I have this, therefore that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge one. And to give you an example, there's a woman, a woman that it was in my program and she's in my community. And she was told, that she needed a hysterectomy and she was going to gain 30 pounds. 
And she had the hysterectomy and she gained 30 pounds. And she mm-hmm. came to me really upset. Like I, my doctor told me that I gained 30 pounds. I gained 30 pounds. What am I going to do now? I don't know how to, how is it going to come off? I've tried everything. My doctor told me, am I doomed? And I said, do you believe you're doomed? And she said, yeah, well, my doctor told me. I'm like, okay, well, that's the first problem. <laughs> yeah. So we had to, do you believe it's possible that that could be wrong? No. So we had to go down this road of like, well, who else do we know that's in that situation that didn't gain it? What if you actually lost weight having an hysterectomy? What if that? So we worked on her mindset first, and then she followed the protocol on the eating and the workouts, and she lost 40 pounds. So not just the 30, but she lost another 10. And if you ask her now what changed, it was her belief. Because it's, yes, you have to take the actions, but if you believe that no matter what, you're gaining 30 pounds, then how really clean do you think you're going to eat? Because you're you're like, I'm going to gain 30 pounds anyway. So that's what happens. So it starts with the belief, but then we take actions to support that belief. Well, it's that whole concept of neuroplasticity that, you know, our thoughts become our actions, become our words, become, you know, so it's that whole down toward effect. And I think weight for women is, is such a sticking point on so many levels. I mean, that is the reason why people come to work with me and work with Kelly. They're Mm -hmm. frustrated with that. And really it's a symptom of a bigger issue, you know? Always. And it's, like you just said, and I'll phrase, I say thoughts become things because they do. Mm-hmm. So whatever you believe is going to happen. And the bottom line is whether they work with you two or me or somebody else with nutrition or fat loss or workouts, this part has to be addressed. Mm-hmm. You have to address that because if you do not believe you will achieve, you will not. And I, I personally don't like to work with women in the fat loss space that say, I've tried everything, nothing works. Like, what do you got? Because it's, I'm already battling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they, like, they think nothing's going to work. But that's and why the, nothing has worked. That's right. And the, the thing is, whether they, your plans, my plans, it doesn't matter. They all work. But what are they believing is going to work first? Yeah, so true. So true. Well, let's move on and talk a little bit more specifically about your book. So what are yeah. some of the, the biggest nuggets in your book outside of this mindset and false assumed truth piece? Yes. Awesome. So I I definitely get into workouts and nutrition. So I'm going to, I can touch on that. However, what I want to share is that's not the secret formula and what, what really is the biggest part of what makes aging and reverse work in the book. And it's the same things I would take somebody through if I was working with them on their brand or selling, like it's literally the same formula. Um, it's there's, there's a method, there's an absolute method and this applies to anything. So whoever, whatever you're, whoever is listening, um, whether you want this for your own aging and reverse experience, for your own fat loss, if you want to use this for how to make money, if you want to use this for um, you want to grow your business, improve your relationship, this method is the method. Um, but it's shaped different in a book versus wherever. But number one is you have to make a decision. It's a line in the sand. It's an absolute decision that you're ready for something to change. So, And most women, they haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. waiting for something to be done to them to just happen <laughs> for luck for them to fall. And it, it just, it just magically appears, but it has to be a decision. Like this year, this is happening this year. I'm starting my podcast this year. I'm starting my business this year. I'm losing that hundred pounds this year. I am going to Asian reverse this year. I'm meeting the man of my dreams. It is decision. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. It's, it's a decision. You've got to decide um, with that decision comes declaring it. If you don't, if you keep it to yourself, it's not going anywhere. So where, who can you tell? Who do you share that with? Where do you write it? Do you post about it? But declare it. When you say it as if it's happening, you're declaring it, it will happen. And that's a step that people skip. They don't want to declare it, right? 
The next step is you've got to have a vision. So you've got to create a vision. What is it that you want? And the analogy I'll use there is if you were to go get in a car right now and I said, okay, let's all go get in a car and just drive, you know, where would we all end up? I mean, it depends. I mean, how much traffic, how much time do we have? Where are your friends? <laughs> like, what, do you have gas in your car? Like, there, it would be, who knows? We'd all end up different places. Mm -hmm. However, if we all were talking right now, Cynthia, Kelly, we're all, we're like, we're going to Maui. We're, we're very clear we're going to Maui and we have this whole vision of what we're going to do when we get there, what it's going to feel like, what it's going to be like. We're super enrolled how we're going to be in Maui this time next year. We would all get there. Now we would all get there differently. One of us might drive to the airport. Somebody might take a private jet. Somebody might take a boat. Like we, we would all, we'd have different ways to get there, different routes, but we would all get there. It's the same thing with vision in your life. And you're, you have to know where it is that you're going because most of us are just approaching, walking around like, let's just see what happens. <laughs> let's just see what happens. And then we don't know why we're not getting where we want to get. So take the time to figure out your absolute you know, vision. Like, what is it that I actually want? And then um, number three would be your thoughts and your actions. Um, realize that what you think about comes about and you can be an entirely different person this time next year by changing your thoughts and your actions, just your thoughts and your actions. And by changing that, you could be a different person. And then step four, and these don't have to be in this exact order, but step four would be you have to recognize what those false assumed truths are because those are the thoughts that are keeping you, in, keeping you stuck. I think that's huge. And I think that those are things that we often think we don't have time for, right? Like, let's just jump into the doing piece, Always. And, right? And not worry about putting, like putting a direction, where are we yes. going? And I also think that some of these things can move the needle just a little bit in the beginning. But if we do those things consistently over time, even if they're just little, we end up in a completely different place at the oh end my of gosh. a year. Totally. And I can't, what you just said, you hit the nail on the head. Cause I can't with selling diet plans and nutrition plans for years, like so many times people literally just jump to the food. They miss the whole part. But if you interview anyone that's had a transformation and you say, what changed, they're going to say, I decided, I declared it. I, ha I knew what I wanted and I killed that. They, they, all of that mindset stuff was the part that made it work. Just jumping into the doing does not work. I, I mean, you guys get this too. I'm sure. Like I almost cringe when someone's like, Oh, I downloaded the meal plan or I got the meal plan and I, I don't like those foods. So this isn't going to work. And now it's my fault all of a sudden because they don't like the foods I have on there. So now they're not going to lose the weight. Um, but there's a whole mindset piece that goes before that. Well, it has to be, you have to open your, your mindset up to opportunity. I know uh, eight years ago, I did one of your programs and it was the first time I went gluten-free. It changed my life. My autoimmune issue that I had had since being treated for Lyme went away. Uh, my dermatologist still likes to use it as a good example of, you know, the power of nutrition, but I it love completely it. shifted my whole perspective as a clinician. Yeah. Like the power of food is yeah. so profound, but being open-minded because I remember thinking, I can't do this. And then I was like, no, I'm <laughs> going to do it. I'm going to do it because I want to see how much I can push my body. And that was part of your program yeah. was, you know, that first part was the nutrition piece and then the, the workouts, which were amazing. But I think part I love of it. listening you know, you just have to be open-minded enough to entertain a change. I mean, it could be, as Kelly mentioned, something small, but small changes can have huge impact on your life. And so we can't underestimate true. that. 
So true. Baby steps forward every day. I mean, one little step forward every day is 365 steps forward at the end of the year. I mean, it's, it's incredible what that could do. Same with weight loss. You know, someone listening that's trying to lose weight, you know, two pounds a week is about as healthy and mm -hmm. standard after a first week. When you first changed your diet that first week, you'll have a bigger jump on a healthy plan. Uh, but then it's about two pounds of fat loss per week, uh, no matter what plan you're looking at. If it's a healthy plan, you're at that. And people think, well, that's not enough. Well, two pounds a week over a year is quite significant. So it's looking at it that way and um, being a little bit more patient, surrendering to the process mm -hmm. and knowing that those choices every day do make that difference. And I think it's also about repetition. So knowing that you've done something a certain way for a very long time, whether that's eating or showing up in the world or doing a certain thing in your business, and it's going to take a minute to turn that around. Totally. And that's, that's where the consistency comes in. Totally. And yeah. I think that one of the things that, well, the literature shows us is that we know that we can be more consistent when we have accountability and group support. And I know that you're really big on that too. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep. We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. 
I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.bminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. It's a big reason I have my, I started the aging universe community. I, I was feeling disconnected, just having books and downloads and video programs. Like I actually love chatting with um, the women that want this and getting in there. And I think, I think connection and community is something that we miss lately, especially with social media. Like it's like we get, we're, we stepped away from actually connecting with people in real world, real life. Um, even Zoom like this, like I can yeah. see you all right now as we're interviewing, it's, it's still connection, but mm-hmm. just posting on social media is not connection. Right. So that makes a big difference when you've got support and people listening and hearing you. And it's a big reason I started my aging in reverse community because I really wanted that. And I love, like I literally get on there live with people in the membership um, every month. And we, we chat about all this and we go deep on it. And that community connection is what keeps people in there and happy and feeling a part of something uh, and supported with a lot of women in that same direction. I think that's really, you know, that's really key that, you know, we're in a a time and a space. And I think all of us grew up in a very different time and a space than our children are growing up. You know, there are people who are, you know, not looking at each other in the eyes, they're staring at their iPhone. I I was laughing. We went out to dinner recently and it was like every single table, everyone Mm -hmm. was looking at their phones instead of looking at one another. So having the the concept of having a community, even, you know, within our like little podcast, I was asking people on Instagram, you know, we're interviewing Natalie Jill this week and what are your questions? And so I want to get to those because it was really interesting what people, people wanted to ask you. But I think that for women in particular, we are caretakers. We thrive on connecting with other women, yes. other women that are going through the same exact stuff that we are is so validating. Like I know that yeah. even within, within the work that I, I do with my clients, I find that when I do small groups, people are like, this is great. Yes. You know, I just feel, I feel safe. I can share, you know, I don't feel uncomfortable. Like I may not want to do this on social media and blast it out. This is what I'm dealing with, but I'm happy to do it. in like a safe kind of community group. Uh, so I think yeah. it's so smart so, for you to create it. So out. Cynthia, let me, I want to say one thing that you just brought up because this is important. Mm. So you mentioned that it's really important to have other women going through what you're going with connecting. However, it, the reason I like doing it the way in this community here directed is we're doing that anyway in our life, but what are we having validated? So if you've got a circle mm. of friends, for yeah. instance, that are all thinking it sucks to get older, and we, you all, we all know what this is like. Like I can text mm-hmm. you, Cynthia, God, oh, I'm in pain today. It's getting old sucks. And you're like, yeah, getting old sucks. And like we're, all, <laughs> we're just like in this pity party of how getting old sucks, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that doesn't help anything either. So, so I'm saying like, yes, connection, but let's make it constructive, great Correct. connection that we're leveling each other up and, and speaking in a possibility, not what sucks about our diagnosis or our aging. So I have a slogan. I say excuses or solutions, you decide. And I mean it because Mm -hmm. it's not about having that your excuses aren't real. Like, however, what are we validating? Because if we stay stuck with your right, that sucks. We're not going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes it takes what you were talking about vulnerability. It takes vulnerability and putting yourself out there, but it also takes making a choice about the kind of people with whom you want to surround yourself. Yes. 
we can just kind of fall into the mom group at school or the people in our exercise class or whatever it is. But if those people are the negative Nancy's and the naysayers, we're going to have a very negative kind of experience. Oh my gosh. It's so true. And actually it's funny that you just said that because the first thing that I do like this month, every month, uh, has a theme in aging universe and they're not the themes that you would have think they're not nutrition. They're not workouts. That's not what I do these on. Um, they're on things that I think we're all walking through as especially mm -hmm. women in their forties, fifties and beyond. So the first one I, I chose this month was about confidence mm -hmm. because that is what's lacking so hugely. And confidence doesn't come from you going and getting more Botox. Like that's not what, what does it. There's a whole different approach and method to how you gain confidence. And then you have a support system that's all working on that with you. And that changes everything. I love that. And I think it's so critical because we're in a, a society that's so focused on the exterior and what's, and it, it sounds trite to say this, but it's really more about what's going on in the inside because you can have people who I'm going to, I'm going to blame the Kardashians, but I'm use them <laughs> as an example, but you know, people that are very focused on the exterior and maybe, you know, aren't particularly happy on the interior, but I, I find that the most beautiful people that I interact with on social media or personally are the mm -hmm. people that are the most vested in making sure that they are um, giving to others and that they're being so good true. to themselves. And I think that it's boring. Like I was telling someone the other day, you, how many people I meet that are just boring because they're so focused on the superficial and that oh my to me is just not, not interesting at all. You know, like, it's I, so funny, Cynthia, when I first had the idea to start a community for aging in reverse, you're not going to believe what I wanted to do it about. It's like, this, it's so perfect how this happens and things happen for us. So I had the idea two years ago, um, that I was wanted to ha eventually have a community, um, for aging in reverse, but my initial vision for it was it was going to be a community about controlling everything, like how to make your face perfect, how to make your body perfect, how to like not look like you're older. I was going to interview plastic surgeons and dermatologists and like literally that was the vision I had. Mm -hmm. And then I had my back injury and then I had, um, I actually am having a little procedure tomorrow because I have a, a skin cancer on my face and it's scaring the oh, heck wow. out of me to have mm -hmm. to have it removed. It's a, it's a basal cell, but regardless, okay. all the, this stuff started challenging me. Am I my looks or am I my, am I like, what, mm -hmm. what is it that makes mm -hmm. me and what makes people happy? And I had this whole pivot and whole switch into like, no, it's not about that. It's the inside. And when we change that, you look different on the outside. Mm -hmm. But it's really funny that literally my initial direction was to teach people how to control it all. And I've gone completely the opposite direction now. Wow. Well, I know a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in what you have going on. So can you tell us Amazing. more about your aging in reverse yeah. subscription and how they can join? I love it. Um, agingandreverse.me. You just go there, agingandreverse.me. And um, we, you can join at any time. It's a monthly um, you can leave anytime you can join anytime. It's amazing. But, um, when you join it, um, you, the very first thing we do is take you through this 10 day dive process where you get, we uncover false assumed truths and figure that out. I do have nutrition and workouts in the membership site. I, Cause that's very much part of me, but that's not what the site's about. Mm -hmm. So that is in there. Like once you're in there, you have access to all my programs, but really what we do is go deeper onto false assumed truths, figuring out your purpose and your vision. And then every month is a solid theme like confidence right now is the focus of this month. I love it. I think that's an incredible resource. Now I want to get to a couple of questions, yeah. which uh, th this is what, you know, I had several women who were like, I'd love to know what your perfect day is. I mean, it sounds yeah. trite, but they really are curious to know, sure. you know, how do you, how do you start your day? You know, what is mm -hmm. your focus in the morning? I'm sure obviously you get your daughter off to school, but 
Yeah. Um, what is your big focus? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's changed so much. So I could give you like the textbook, like when I controlled it all day, but <laughs> that's actually not what I'm doing anymore. I've, I've really embraced this whole idea of surrender and being present. I used to get annoyed with my husband that he wanted to sleep in and cuddle or whatever. And now I'm like, I embrace it. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. actually pretty cool. That's what life's about. That's being mm -hmm. present. So I've really changed a lot. I used to be wide awake at 6am at my computer. Like that was my old ways of being. Um, that is not who I am anymore. I typically don't set alarm in, alarm anymore. Um, I will get up to take my daughter to school, you know, drop her off, do, do all that. I come home, I eat breakfast. I take my time. I write my gratitude journal. I'll typically hang out with my husband a little bit. It's really time for whatever I feel like for myself in the morning. I rarely schedule a work meeting interview or call before 10. Um, it's very rare that I do that. I want my morning to be um, myself and not fully structured, but to be present and live. Um, and then I'm very clear uh, throughout the day um, as far as my, my focus for work. And I have an endless to-do list as we all do, but I really learned to look at my to-do list and say, okay, what things on this list are critical to move me forward towards my vision and my goals? And I select orders based on that. And if it doesn't fit into something that moves me towards my vision and goals in a big way, it keeps staying on my to-do list until I really like, because it's just not that important. And what goes ahead of all those things on the to-do list too is having a walk is doing my workout, is eating healthy, is drinking a lot of water, because all of that stuff helps fuel me to live my best life and to show up stronger for other people. Now, someone listening might say what I would have said before, well, who has time for that? Like we've got a to-do list and I've got all this stuff. And what I'm going to challenge you is that when you make that time to do that, you show up stronger and more efficient at those other things. Like I can now in an hour knock out 20 things on my to-do list because I feel better and I'm more focused and I'm driven for it than how I would be before. Like I used to be, I would pick up my phone and just be on defense all day. Like, oh, email, Slack, blah, 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 like Voxer, I got to handle. <laughs> now it's like, um, and this isn't perfect. I have my days where I fall off the wagon on that. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it's like, no, I'm, this is all happening. And then during this hour, I'm going to check all that and respond. So it's, it becomes more efficient and I get to actually live my life a lot more. So when people ask that, no, I don't spend hours at the gym. No, I don't like, you know, have this regimented craziness. Um, but what I do do is really prioritize what's the most important thing to thrive and live. And then everything else is second to that. Well, what I love is you really emphasize balance. I mean, really, when I, when I hear you describe, you know, your, your typical day, it's finding balance. And I think for those who are listening who aren't, aren't in the entrepreneurial kind of world, it might sound different uh, than what your day looks like. And, mm -hmm. and each one of us has to decide for ourselves, you know, what serves our best interests and our key priorities. Yeah. Um, another comment that kept coming up out of curiosity, people wanted to like, where do you like to vacation? Where's your yeah. favorite place to vacation? That's funny. I thought you were going to ask about abs. I'm like, I'm, one day no one's going to ask about abs. I get, like, that's like the thing that everyone's like, how do you have abs? No, Natalie has <laughs> ridiculous abs. Yeah. Yes, um, I'm, I'm actually thinking, I'm, I just, I'm doing a, a, another little mini um, funnel for just for abs because I'm like, I get so many ab questions. I want, I want to just have that answer to people. Okay. So where do I like to vacation? Gosh, um, I love to travel. I love it. I don't do it as much as I would like, mostly because my daughter is young and she's in school and I, it's that, that makes it challenging right there. Um, but I 
live in a vacation spot. I mean, I live in San Diego. I chose to live in San Diego. So like, I feel like I live in a vacation all the time anyway. Um, but on my vision board right now, as you ask me, I have uh, Seoul on there. I've got um, more in Australia. I've got Thailand. Like I would love to go to, I have Africa on there. I have uh, New Zealand. So I, I just like new things, new experiences. I would rather spend money on experiences and comfort yeah. than things. Yeah. Totally. Always. Like I have nice things, but like, that's not what lights me up. It's the experiences and the comfort that I like. Totally. I was saying to someone the other day that in my thirties, you know, I live in, in the Washington DC suburbs and, and a lot of the people that I hung out with in my thirties and socialized with, you know, through our, our kids activities, I had a very different perspective on how I wanted to live my life as I do yeah. now. Like I actually feel like in my forties, I would rather have a lot less stuff. And oh, yeah. as you mentioned experiences. So travel for us is huge uh, because it just makes it more interesting. Like you can't yeah. appreciate what you have until you've seen how other people live, you know, totally good, bad, true. and different. Um, so I love that you, you know, kind of incorporated yeah. living in a beautiful part of the United States, but then also having these, ideas about traveling to other countries. And then my husband and I have this really strong, uh, interesting commonality that neither one of us like to ever feel stuck. So we actually mm -hmm. don't, I've owned four homes and I, we rent now. I love, we love that we move every few years. Like we like it. We start over, we move, we have a new environment, a new place. Like, and so we've become, we're not, I wouldn't say we're fully minimalist, but we get rid of, we don't have junk. We don't have a lot yeah. of stuff. We feel free. Like we've both talked about putting everything in storage and just traveling for a year. And like, even looked at like, how would that look if we homeschooled my daughter to do something like that? Like, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but it's, a, it's, we fantasize about it and think about it because we like that freedom of not having attachment. And I think attachment's mm -hmm. another part of control. It's dangerous mm -hmm. for people. Like think of what we're not doing because we can't because of our house or because mm -hmm. of whatever we think we're trapped in. So we love that idea that we're, we're free. Like we could walk away and go somewhere else just because we feel like it. And I think that's really about how you live your life too. It's the philosophy for moving, but it's the philosophy for how you live your life. Yeah. And I, and I'm really focused on like, if I ever get another tattoo, I'm still thinking of what that word would be, but, <laughs> but presence is the other thing I'm really focused on. And I think as I approach 50, um, that's what really is coming up in addition to the surrender, which is the opposite of control is how do I fully live and really be present? Because I walked around in my twenties, completely not present. And in my, in my thirties for yeah. so, you know, I just think of, you know, my husband used to say to me um, in the mornings, he'd be like, just five more minutes to snuggle. And I would get annoyed. Like I have so much to do. And he used to say to me, um, one day I'm not going to be here and you're going to miss it. And like that really oh. hit me. And I, I don't say no to that anymore because it, he's right. And what are we here for? What are we working so hard for? And I don't want that regret. I don't want that regret of I didn't snuggle longer because I had to work. Right. Well, you've given us so much valuable information today, and I'm wondering Thanks, if you could boil things down into just two tips to give our listeners mm -hmm. so that they could yeah. live a healthier life. What would those two tips be? Uh, you are not too old and you're not too late. Um, so write that down wherever you need to write it down and remind yourself of that daily. And number two, uh, thoughts become things. So be very aware of what you're thinking about. I love it. Oh. So valuable. Natalie, we can't thank you enough. It has been such an honor to have you on the podcast today. I know that our tribe has been so excited that we were going to be interviewing you and it's so grateful for your time. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions or would like us to discuss a certain topic, please feel free to email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. 
You can find out more about Kelly at kellydonahuephd.com and more about Cynthia at cynthiathurlow.com. 